0: Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. You can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. You can also donate to the podcast at my website. Go to CanadaEHX.com. Today, I'm talking with Miss Emily. Miss Emily is a Kingston-based artist who just released her first-ever live album called Live at the Isabel. She also recently won the Maple Blues Female Artist of the Year, the New Artist of the Year, and the Sapphire Video Award. Jean Simmons has said she's the best we've ever heard from an unsigned artist, and I had the chance to talk with her about you know, COVID, her album, her inspirations, and much more. So enough of me talking about her. Let's get to the interview. So how have things been uh during the pandemic and the and the lockdown over the past seven months, I think?
1: I know we've <laughs> lost count. <laughs> Pretty um, much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh things have been, you know, good. I feel like I I feel like a bit of an idiot if I say anything but good because I mean, I am an entertainer and my job is to make people feel good. So, uh, why stop now? Uh, so, <laughs> I just think things have changed. So, I try and keep a good attitude. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's
0: <laughs> <laughs> nobody in my
1: family is sick. And I don't know. I'm I, all about a good attitude. Might as well. Might right, as well.
0: well. <laughs> Uh, I guess the, the album was recorded pre-pandemic, but uh, did the pandemic impact anything with the album post-recording?
1: So I recorded this album uh, over the course of about two and a half years. It was just tracks that were recorded on the, on the soundboard at these live performances. I had no intention of, cre- of making a live album at all. I was supposed to go into the Bathhouse studio here in Kingston with Gord Sinclair uh, who was producing a studio album for me, the end of March. And so <laughs> timing being everything this year that didn't happen. So um, over the course of the next few months, I was like, well, it doesn't look like this is ending anytime soon. So I guess I better create something out of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and so there was no pre-planning with this album at all. And when I finally put it together, it was literally weeks. It was just mm-hmm. literally weeks of work. Not months or years; it was weeks of work. Make it happen. Call in the troops. Everybody works at a speedy pace, and out she goes. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> I kind of answers my next question. I was going to say why, or ask why did you release a live album? But I guess the pandemic kind of kind of forced your hand in in that regard.
1: Yeah, it's been three years since my last studio album. Um, it was released October two thousand seventeen and although we didn't um i released it with a couple guys from the tragically hip and it we happened to release it a week after gord downey passed away so timing being everything we released it we did two shows here in kingston to su- su- um celebrate the release of the album and then we didn't do anything with the record i did nothing with the record for another several months because mm-hmm. i just didn't it's not it just was a sad time for all of us and just didn't seem to make sense. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the last record was such a weird situation. Um I knew I needed something out this year. And so, uh yeah, so here we are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have amazing timing with your albums, it seems. <laughs> or I don't.
1: I mean, I don't yeah. know. I don't like <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, good. At- There's that good attitude again, Craig. Yeah. It really comes in handy.
0: <laughs> absolutely um so kind of the year kicked off really well uh, how was how was it winning the female vocalist of the year to kind of kick off your 2020
1: amazing yeah just just being nominated for some maple blues awards was like a super highlight of my life for sure um and uh, having not really been recognized outside of the little communities that i have always played in um it was just nice, and, and, I, and it was a win, I thought, for my, I don't I, I don't like to call them fans, but my music supporters, my longtime music supporters, because they've put in a lot of time and energy into celebrating what I do and supporting what I do, and I felt like it was a win for a lot of us, a lot of us who are kind of on this little team of mine, so. Yeah.
0: Um, and you have an album slated for next year.
1: I do, studio album so <laughs> we're already getting creative because the, the way we've always made albums is like you know smush a bunch of people into a room and do a bunch of live off the floor stuff well that's really doesn't look like we're going to be able to make records like that anytime soon and do i want to mm-hmm. put this off indefinitely no so i'm starting the right now the process of uh, brainstorming with my producer gord sinclair and we're uh you know we might bring we might call in some different troops for this one kind of all over because uh, it seems to be the way people are making music right now. And I think that's the most responsible way to do it is to not shove people in a room. So we're going to try and, you know, weigh our options uh, for safety first and Mm -hmm. go from there.
0: And now the album's out October 30th, but you've released the kind of the first single off of it, uh, the the live single. Uh, So tell me about the sellout and kind of how that song came uh, came about.
1: So we released a sellout uh, in the middle of October, and um, that song, there's a studio recorded version that I actually recorded about 10 years ago, believe it or not, and it was on my 2014 album, Rise, and uh, that was a record I made that I'm really proud of, but I literally did nothing with that record. So (laughs) I released it, did a big party here in Kingston, 500, 600 people showed up, we had a great time and that was it <laughs> and uh, much more like back in the day played a video I made for the the recorded version of the sellout, the studio version of the sellout. that's how long that's how old that song is so it's <laughs> never really light of today and I think it's probably one of the best tunes I've ever written so um it was time for it to shine <laughs> and I mean it, it was it was written from a very honest place of you know being made fun of online for being a girl and playing music, and someone called me a sellout, and I was like, "Fine, I'll sell it to you, and to you, and to you, and like, bring it on."
0: that's weird to say yeah. that you're a sellout for doing music just because you're, you know, a girl. <laughs>
1: well, I'm a full time I'm a full time musician of 16 years. I have I was a single mom for a lot of that. I am now married and uh, fan fantastic timing especially now that we're in pandemic this whole other person with an income um but i uh, you know back in the day like i played 250 plus shows a year mostly bar shows very not glamorous i did a ton of my own material always have but i also sang a lot of ccr covers and dixie chicks covers <laughs> And it's your wedding sure i'll play your cheesy celine dion love song like i don't you know if you're a full-time musician who has a mortgage Mm -hmm. which i did as well and a full-time dependent uh, being my child who likes to eat and i don't know have fitting shoes you gotta find (laughs) a way the person was you speaking their truth but like they don't friggin' know yeah (laughs) nobody knows except for the other people who do what i do and now i get to be a little more selective awesome <laughs> but, <laughs> but anybody who's in my shoes and has done this for years knows that okay you have that that corporate gig that you you know will kind of you might not enjoy it but it's going to pay your mortgage for the month
0: mm-hmm.
1: tough decisions you know you, you got to do what you yeah. got to do
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um, absolutely So making the live album, is there any kind of special challenges to making a live album versus a studio album in, in normal times, I guess, you know, not pandemic times.
1: I uh, saved a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) I I felt like I had any money set aside uh, to spend particularly for a live album. So it was great that You know, the musicians are already paid. There was no studio. I'd already, um, most of these shows I rented the theater. I took, I produced all these shows. Um, And then there was a couple that were produced by the um, theater or who they didn't, sorry, I didn't have to rent the space, but Mm -hmm. I still, you know, produced the show myself. So, yeah, <laughs> so, uh, so saving money—that was that was a big—that was a big d- difference. I, I had I had a lot of work to do myself. I essentially produced the album myself because I had to decide what had to happen mm-hmm. with it and sifting through all the music and um, figuring out where everything goes order-wise and stuff. I was taking on a lot more jobs, but welcome to the music industry in Canada, my friend.
0: Yeah. uh what do you hope people get from your music and the and the new album especially kind of as things are now
1: um you know it's been brought to my attention that a live album right now is actually incredibly appropriate because we can't go see live music and we have you know these that theater holds 500 people and all those shows are sold out so that hearing the audience is awesome Mm -hmm. even when i listen to it i'm like uh (laughs) That's why I listen to it actually, is to hear the audience <laughs> applaud <laughs> after I sing the song. What a novel idea! Uh, it's been a while, so um, yeah, that's I think I think releasing this album. I mean, it was all it all happened. It was all meant to be, and I, I'm really really happy that it's a live record and not a studio album. Actually, this is this was the time for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of related to that, I like to ask uh, various artists when I interview them, especially with COVID. Do you feel like people are seeing now how important the arts are uh, to our lives because of the time that we have to spend at home in lockdown, not going out? Uh, so whether it's music or books or TV, are we kind of starting to see how important uh, arts are to us?
1: I hope so. I, I, I think, I think I am personally. And I think, and I've heard from a lot of people who have reached out um, on my social media pages and, they seem um, very much connected to the arts community even more so. Um, my my little fan base is all over the world. I have this really cool group of people who follow my music and they literally are from all over the world. And so watching them come together and make friendships amongst the group of them and stuff and hear them kind of, or watch the, the chat mm-hmm. on some of the posts that I make and videos I post, um, Yeah, I think there's even more of an appreciation than there was before. I hope it sticks with us. Mm -hmm. I hope we remember that this is an important factor that uh, an important fabric that makes up this country and makes up this world. And um, I really hope that that sticks. You know, we've, we've kind of gotten used to the new normal. Well, I hope some things don't go back to the way they were. And appreciation for the arts, I think, is one of them
0: um kind of uh just talking about your your influences um you mentioned ccr i'm guessing celine dion isn't an influence but uh just because of what you said uh, but what are some of the main influences nothing against her yeah no i, I get it <laughs> i'm not an idiot <laughs> <laughs> but what are, what are some of your main influences uh in music and in uh your own songwriting and everything
1: uh I'm really fortunate because I'm a child of the 80s I was born in the 80s and my parents could have had me listening to the worst music ever created in the history of time (laughs) um but sorry 80s music lovers there's some good (laughs) stuff in there but I'm really fortunate my parents um had records I I grew up on Carole King's tapestry and a ton of old soul music Otis Redding Mm -hmm. Sam Cooke um Aretha Franklin, lots of Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder. That's what I grew up on. And so I think that's really helped shape what I do. Um, and then more recently, you know, in the past 20 years, I've listened to a lot of Susan Tedeschi. Uh, before the Tedeschi truck stuff, though, like her solo stuff, I, I love it. And and as a teenager and in my 20s, I listened to Cheryl Crow before she went country. I don't know, like... <laughs> A lot, of my, a lot of my influence really in my whole life also has been local music. I grew up in a small uh, a village called Milford in Prince Edward County. And there was a great music scene in Prince Edward County growing up. It was very rural, but those, those people who played music at, uh, at the town hall shows and the festival, little mini festivals and fairs and stuff, that's what I, you know, I, took, I drew from that as well. And also the Kingston music scene, I don't have to tell you. <laughs> it's, you know famous music scene of mm-hmm. amazing artists and uh, that continues to this day of all ages mm-hmm. all ages which is so cool too so always influenced by that
0: um it's it's kind of hard to say because we don't really know what the future holds especially now but what what's kind of on tap for you coming into uh 2021 uh, other than the studio album
1: um i hope live music i i you know i there was some really brave um Uh, Venues that hosted shows this past um, the past couple months, and uh, I've got a couple more uh, in a theater and another live music venue um, over the next couple months. I hope those doors open up. I am booked uh, to go out west in April uh, because there are some there's some venues that are brave and they're following the rules and. that's great for someone like me because I was doing some traveling across the country and, uh, you know, my daughter is 15 now. So now I can leave her for a little bit longer chunks of time, like up to two or three weeks. Big mm-hmm. deal if you're me. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, so I, hope, I hope more music, more live music opportunities. We're going to find a way. We're not going to cancel the entire festival season of 21. We're not going to do it because the people are already trying to figure out how they can make it work. We'll follow rules, we'll figure it out, we will do it. There will be live music people, I promise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, do you feel like people are being really innovative with those with uh, live shows? Like you're seeing uh, like Zoom shows, you're seeing uh, people in their cars, things like that. So uh, are people really starting to like, we need music, we need arts, let's figure out a way to do this that we're not endangering everybody?
1: Absolutely. You know, I did my first. I think I did my first live stream performance on Facebook. I think it was March 16th or March 18th or something. It was <laughs> it was like right out of the gate
0: <laughs> in the first
1: weekend. And uh, and I wasn't the only one, obviously. And um, and of course, the live uh, live stream shows grew from there. And now you have I've I've done a couple now at theaters. So festivals or theaters have gone online with full sound and light tech and a stage and we film it and people can watch from home. So now I can have my full band there. Uh, I haven't, we haven't learned how to pay for that really yet,
0: <laughs>
1: so, but we're, that's the next step, you know, the online tip jar, people were really generous at first, but of course, everybody is hurting for the yeah. most part. So that's, you know, we, I don't know how long we can actually sustain that, but, um, I, I have, I, I'm impressed with what people have done. And, mm. uh, and I, I know I, I'm open to suggestions always. So, you know, if you have any great ideas, let me know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and in regards to that, um, how can people, it's kind of my last question, but how can people get in touch with you, uh, find your music, find out more about you, maybe see some of the, the videos that you put together? Uh, yeah. So how do they learn more about you? So I have
1: a website, themissemily.com and i have cds for sale on it now we just launched uh, i haven't even announced it officially but we just launched a a merch shop for the cd sales so i can ship those all over um of course all the digital streaming platforms have my music including the new album and uh i am very active online always have been because i don't tour extensively 10 months a year or anything like that because i am a mom and uh and have to focus a lot of my career close to home. So I have a very busy uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Miss Emily music. But if you just do a Miss Emily search, hopefully it comes up. I do weekly videos every Monday. We call it Miss Emily Mondays, and I do a weekly video. There's lots of other good stuff on there. And there's really cool humans that interact on that page. Mm -hmm. And then of course, Twitter and Instagram at the Miss Emily. I'm on there a lot. And uh, I always love to hear from people, so. I always encourage people to write me, message me, tag me and stuff. Let me know what's up. I'm into it.
0: I hope you enjoyed that interview with Miss Emily, and I encourage you to check out her website. You can reach me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can visit my website where you'll find hundreds of articles on Canada's history, as well as all my podcast episodes. Just go to canadaehx.com. And again, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash canadaehx.